Hey everyone, welcome back to Lead at Work and at Home. I hope you're having a great day. Memorial Day around the corner for Mother's Day last week. Last week, a few weeks ago, I've kind of gone away from presents. Maybe not the best idea for a marriage, but I've kind of gone to experiences because who doesn't love a good experience? And this year, I decided to buy tickets for my whole family to go see Coldplay. So my wife and three kids and myself are headed to Soldier Field. My kids have never been to a concert. I recently was in a social setting and someone asked the question, what is the first concert you ever went to? And some said New Kids on the Block. Some said Backstreet Boys. A little bit, they were a little bit younger than I was. And so I remember my first concert was Mr. Mr. and the Bangles. Take these broken wings and Manic Monday. And what happened is my dad was running a camp in 1987-ish, somewhere around there. And at the time, Governor Thompson was leading Illinois and his daughter, Samantha, came to camp. And my dad befriended the governor and his wife, Jane. At the end of the summer, my mom, in her very subtle way, went to Jane Thompson and said, hey, we're going to be in the area around Springfield. Do you recommend any places to stay? And of course, with that, the governor's wife said, oh, you'll have to stay at our mansion. So my sister, myself, my mom and dad drove one day up to Springfield, Massachusetts. Excuse me, Springfield, Illinois. That would be a very long trip. Springfield, Illinois. And we went into the governor's mansion. And as I entered, I had a very, very bad stomachache. So I had to go to the bathroom. And within five minutes of going to the bathroom at the governor's mansion, I called my mom in because I clogged the toilet. Now, my mom was sitting there with no plunger trying to figure out how to unclog the toilet. We had to call the Secret Service, and they came to unclog the toilet. Later that day, we found out where our sleeping quarters were, and they put me in, I'm not exaggerating this, by the way, Abraham Lincoln's bed, excuse me, his bedroom. I was totally freaked out. I thought there were ghosts of good old Honest Abe, and so I relented to my sister, and she slept in Abe Lincoln's bed. So the next day, we took a limousine with the governor, and we went to go see two two shows that I remember. One was Mr. Mr. and the Bangles. That was the first night, and they set up this beautiful buffet. Later that night, Governor Thompson's wife, Jane, walked up to my dad and said, hey, we need to go to Toledo tomorrow for some work. And my dad then's like, well, okay, well, we'll just leave the mansion and you know, we'll just go find someone to stay. And she's like, oh, no, no, you'll be our guests. So my family of four ended up spending a single night in the governor's mansion all by ourselves. I remember walking around, going on the dumbwaiter, looking in, and they think, I think they had matzo, which I thought was the coolest thing in the world. And then that night, they sent us the limousine. We had secret service. And the next show was Alabama. Not exactly my cup of tea, but I remember that so vividly and what a cool experience. We actually have pictures showing the Greenberg family walking around the governor's mansion with no one there, which is pretty cool. And it got me thinking about these moments in our lives that get embedded in time and these moments that we just think about. And I have this moment with my daughter, Hannah, who incidentally, I think is becoming my number one fan with my podcast, because lately, every night when she goes to bed, 
I hear my voice, which is very eerie to be going to bed and hearing my voice. But it's my daughter listening to the podcast, which is the sweetest thing in the world. I then one day went onto the iTunes store. I looked up my podcast and there was a, a review. May 10th, 2022, Soccer 0444, caption, I love it. And she writes, he is my dad and I am Hannah. He is awesome. I always love hearing him speak. I love you, dad. He is the best dad I could ask for. Always a awesome experience listening. Made my day. And it got me thinking about this memory that I have embedded in my head many, many years ago. I remember my wife gave me this decision to go see Night at the Museum with the two boys, to go see Annie on the big screen, or I could have stayed home and watched football. Now, I think at that time, the Bears were headed to another losing season, and going with the two boys at that point and trying to play zone defense did not seem like a good idea. So I figured if I went to go see Annie, I could fall asleep for two hours, and that would be a pretty good deal. So we're in the movie theater, and I remember as I was approaching rapid eye movement a few minutes into the movie, I looked to my left, and I remember this so vividly, and I wish I could have frozen time because there was my daughter. She must have been at the time four or five years old. I don't remember the year, but she was mesmerized by Miss Hannigan, and I was hypnotized by my daughter. I felt this surge of, of love pouring through me, really thinking about the parallels between the hard knock life in the background and my sudden shift in mood, which I think was very ironic. So I sat there, which seemed forever, and I wasn't sure if um, I was in a state of equilibrium, but I knew that I didn't want to let go of that moment. I saw there and I was struck at the innocence of my daughter, watching her smile growing bigger and bigger with every passing scene. She was propped on her seat. Her legs were dangling. And anyone that knows Hannah, she had this trademark beanie on top of her head. One of the few kids that wears literally beanies when it's 98 degrees, which we'll talk about another time. And she had a sweetness I really can't describe. And I remember just being full blown of just love. And I think I was looking at her for several minutes. And at one point she sat up, she reached over, to my seat and gave me a kiss on my cheek. And I remember that just like the governor's mansion. I remember that like it was yesterday. And my favorite TED talk in the whole world, and if you've never listened to Brene Brown, please do. But in her book, she also talked in her book, Daring Greatly, which I highly recommend. And she talks about empathy and that empathy can be conveyed without ever speaking a word. It just takes looking into someone's eyes and seeing yourself reflected in an engaged way. And that quote really brought me back to my daughter because our lives, or at least my life, is moving too fast. I complain about taking my kids to these places. I sometimes struggle with having to drive carpool because I don't want to sit in traffic. But then I also realize that these moments in my life will not last forever my kids are 16, 14, and 11, still relatively young, but very soon they're going to go away to college and they're going to be moving on with the next part of their life. And my experience in that movie is so embedded in my brain in such a simple moment with a lasting impression. And I think the word that we use to describe this is 
mindfulness or intentional accepting of non-judgmental focus of our attention on emotions, thoughts, and sensations. There's research that does believe that this is a skill that needs to be trained and cultivated. And here's just a couple of examples that I came up with that can really help you try to be more mindful of your children and your life. And if you are a manager or a leader without kids, you can do the exact same thing with your employees. But the next time your child is engrossed in something like a movie, instead of taking time to watch the movie, just watch your child. It can be a little creepy, I'll admit, but just watch your child and make sure that you smile when you do it because it will give you a real good snapshot. The next time your child wants to tell you something, get down on their knee and imagine that you two are the only people in the world and make sure that you nod your head for approval. The next time your child comes to you upset, simply just say, I'm sorry you're upset. Don't try to solve their problems. Say, I'm sorry you're upset. I would love to hear more and make sure that your face expresses empathy. And this is the one that I love to do. The next time your child is sleeping quietly into their room, sit down with a book and enjoy the silence. These opportunities will not last forever, but painting a picture in your mind will. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope you enjoyed the show and it gave you some things to think about as we're all on this crazy journey to make meaning out of our life and accept that we don't have all the answers and we all are imperfect beings. But I think it's really important for us to continue to reflect and learn and grow. And I hope that today gave you some things to think about. I want to end today with a really fun story I like to tell, and it's called What's Your Wish? Five children were playing this wishing game. The first one was asked, if you had a wish, what would you want? And the child said, if I had a wish, I would want ice cream. She really liked ice cream. The second child, who was a little bit older, said, if I had a wish, I'd wish for an ice cream factory. The first child thought that was really clever because, of course, if you had an ice cream factory, you could get ice cream whenever you wanted. Not just one ice cream, but hundreds of ice cream. The third child was asked, well, what's your wish? And he said, I'd like a billion dollars. Because with a billion dollars, I can buy an ice cream factory, a cake factory, or whatever else I want, and I could do a lot more. The first two kids thought, wow, aren't we stupid? Why didn't we think of that? They thought that this young person who wished for a billion dollars was a genius. But the next child, when asked what he wished for, did even better than wanting a billion dollars. He said, I wish I had three wishes so that I could wish for an ice cream factory with my first wish, a billion dollars with my second wish, and with my third wish, I could wish for another three wishes. They thought, wow, you cannot do better than that. Can you think of a wish that is even better than that? To have three wishes, and the third wish is that you can wish for another three wishes? But the last child surpassed that. He was the mindful one, and he said, I wish I had no wishes. Isn't that interesting? Imagine what it would be like if you had no more wishes, completely happy with whatever comes along, completely happy with this present moment. You don't wish for it to be anything else. And on that note, so long, everybody. <laughs>